0: Randy Young provides us with that glimmer of hope.
1: Howdy, Warzone listeners. My name's Mike Casper, and I wanted to share why I've been a Warzone Patreon going on two years. I've been a member of quite a few other fantasy football Patreons and never had a one-on-one connection like I do with the Warzone hosts. Memphis has called me to discuss team-specific and rookie draft strategies multiple times, and that's something I've just never experienced anywhere else. Uh, Memphis is also given podcasting advice on a regular basis and supports the individual Patreons in sharing their talents with the group. The group chat is always active. There's no group there. People are honest and willing to share their opinion. And last, the Patreon leagues are fun and always active in trading. I know one league had over 20 trades in a 24-hour time period. So if that's something you're interested in, sign up for the Patreon. Price stays the same. But the per being a Patreon keep rising. I'll see you there and look forward to welcoming you to the family.
0: What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, hot take season is going to continue. But if you're watching live on YouTube, you know we're actually recording this on a Sunday because I've got a very special guest. And by guest, I mean my regular co-host, my BFF, my compadre. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair, live from Iowa. Welcome back, buddy. Randall Young, let me tell you how good
2: it is to hear your voice again, man. Jesus. Listen, you know, it's if you're watching on youtube you're you're not going to see the bookshelf you're not going to see the banner you're not you know why because I'm sitting on the floor right now i got I got the wife's laptop I'm sitting on the floor I needed this I needed to talk to you I missed you I missed the people I needed some 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 regularity in my life and you know you know a couple weeks ago I missed the show because we had to drive out here because we had to find a place to live. Right. Like I've never been to Ames, Iowa. I don't know what what is what and where is where. So we we came we found a place last week. You know, I'm trying to have dinner with everybody because we're leaving for a couple of years and trying to pack everything. And it's a disaster. So I'm like, Randy, you know, I I, I think this is the first time I've ever missed two weeks in a row. Maybe once before, but I don't think so. Whatever. I couldn't do it this this week i get my schedule from the new gig that if you're watching on youtube i start tomorrow if you're listening in podcast form i do it on monday i look they got me closing well they got me working until eight o'clock central time on tuesday and we normally record nine o'clock eastern which is then and i have a 40 minute drive home so i wasn't going to be able to make it and you know today's father's day i text randy relatively early and i'm like listen Is there any way you can record? Because I need to do this. Like, I need something. And my man hit me with a cool, we're going to do running back hot takes, let's go. And I, listen, I am so effing excited to be back. This is, I was not going to let three weeks happen. Three weeks would have been a first, and that's that's too much of a habit. Couldn't do that. Randy, let's
0: talk football, man. Well, you buried the lead. First of all, Jerry is relocating. He is, uh, and I said this on the show a couple of weeks ago, he's being a great husband, very supportive of his wife and her, her, uh, her grad school program. Uh, you know, and, and I just husband, want to
2: live off her money. Don't, I, don't, I, don't I, give I, me listen, too much
0: credit. Listen, as a guy who did that with his wife, I fully endorse supporting your significant other, getting that master's degree. Cause, uh, it's a it's a, an investment. But Jerry is also burying the lead in that he lived up to his moniker, the man of the hour and the man with the power, as he had to unload that U-Haul in Ames, Iowa, <laughs> all by yourself, Bro, man. We, <laughs> L- all, what, what was the rule? If it was too heavy for you and her to lift, it got left?
2: Yep, it got left behind. Before we would leave everything, entertainment centers, you know, dressers, whatever it was, we would try and carry it. And if she couldn't carry it with me, we left it in Michigan. So we made it. It was something. I had to do a lot of it. Uh, my 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 uh, my hamstrings are a little tight. My ass is gonna be nice and firm by the time you know it this settles so in. This, this. Biceps I, are still still little, but I promise you they are just as sore as Randy's are after every day because I'm not used to this physical activity. No, it's you, been,
0: you, oh. you look you look great. And before we ju- we just jump into the rest of the show. Uh, I want to thank Theo Grimminger of the, I guess, we're the Dynasty Warzone. He's Roto Underworld. He does written content for Mr. Mr. Podfather himself, Matt Kelly, over at Roto Underworld. And then he does some great podcasting and YouTube work of his own with uh, JD and Dan over at the GOAT District. Uh, Super interesting guy. If you're not following Theo after last week's show, you should be ashamed of yourself. So, uh, jerry what else is going on because i was excited it was like a, it was an additional gift it was father's day um my wife and son uh my son gave me a nice card uh with a nice little handwritten note in there uh hit me right in the fields they took me to go see top gun 2 jerry i guess it's Which not is top right gun up here it's not right. top gun. but it is it's top gun maverick is the name of it um, very well done uh, normally sequels have a lot to live up to Um, but before we get to the show, I know you've not seen it yet. Obviously, you've been moving. I'm two weeks, I'm two weeks delayed because this is like our last weekend off of tournament baseball until like August. So, we took advantage of having you know the, the day off. But before we jump into the show, what is your favorite sequel of all time? Now, you've not seen Top Gun yet, so no, um, you're putting me on the spot. Just right
2: off the top of my head, probably Back to the Future 2. I don't know what it is about the, the going into the future, which is now in the past, but that's besides the point. I loved that one. Back to the Future 3, the Old West one, not my cup of tea. The second one, though? Oh, yeah, I could mess with that one every time. But I'm also a person that usually hates sequels. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I, uh, uh, my favorite sequel of all time has been The Godfather 2. And Top That's Gun. Good. Uh the, the the true evolution of Michael Corleone in Godfather Two is just a a tremendous masterpiece. But it was it was somewhere between Caddyshack 2 and Godfather two. How about that? Closer I don't know to, if
2: I've ever seen Caddyshack 2. Uh,
0: s- save the hour and forty-five minutes of your life. Some funny scenes by uh by Randy Quaid, the guy who played okay. Cousin Eddie. Yep. In the uh, the vacation series of movies, but outside of that, oh, uh, David Donaldson—that's you know, a good one. Yeah, he says "Empire Strikes Back," but that is a good one. You know, it, it, I, it's uh, it's I guess if it's a sequel, but we did say part two, so that was more of a uh, a Return of the Jedi guy. But I, I can see where Empire Strikes Back is good, but uh, that was uh, some movie takes. But Jerry, you know what you've been missing while you're gone? What have I been missing? You are missing good people. Bad tweets. Are you? You probably didn't know I had one for you. I didn't. I didn't. But you do. All right. Here, here we go. This is from Football is Life. Okay. Okay. That's good start. At, that's at football underscore tweets. At football underscore tweets says hot take. If Antonio Brown never went crazy, he would go down as the best receiver of all time. And he listed a six year stretch with uh, uh, Mr. Antonio Brown's stats. And, you know, he had some good years. You know, he had 110 catches, 1,500 yards, 130 catches, 1,700, 136, 1,800. Um, He had, of those six years, he had four 10 plus touchdown seasons. But this, not only is this a bad take, this is a ludicrous take. Forget Jerry Rice forget Jerry Rice as a good friend of the show who actually inadvertently brought this tweet uh, to my eyes Mr. Ray Garvin Ray said Jerry Rice went 92 12 11 and 7 at 40 years old AB would definitely be in the top 3 conversation but the goat Jerry Rice got that shit on lock What do you think when when you when you see these type of comments
2: I mean yeah how how many years did antonio brown just dominate the nfl 6 the, 5 the, the, 7 the, the, somewhere the,
0: in there the, the 6 that he listed from 13 through 18 are pretty solid like i said yeah I mean, of course the the worst the worst receiving yardage season was 1300 well technically 1287 the worst td season in there was 8 so it, it okay. was it was a hell of a run it was a, it was a hell of a hell of a run from 13 through 18 and then the uh, the wheels came off the wagon.
2: He would have needed to double that to be in the conversation, in my opinion. Because Jerry, like like Ray said, and and we're not going to besmirch the good name of a fellow Jerry while I'm speaking on this podcast. But it, he's not even in the realm of what Jerry Rice could do. So I, it's hot takey. What a, I mean, just like
0: for me, just I, I, just
2: say if Antonio Brown. Had not gone absolutely bonkers, he would have been in the conversation as one of the top five receivers, not as the GOAT, right. Like yeah, exactly. He's on Mount Rushmore. Okay, I can take he, that. He would
0: be for me. He would be if he had continued that pace. He could have been in conversation for like Mount Rushmore Part Two, yep. like the second team. Like you know, like the NBA does the first team, second team, third team, All Pro. Yeah, like like him, Calvin Johnson, my second. Yeah, I mean, there's it's always always going to be Randy Moss, yep. Jerry Rice. Is it, when I see people like this, it's like this is a like almost feels like like a content creator website or Twitter handle. But to me, when I see this, because I saw this once before, and it says, you know, Christian McCaffrey is arguably the greatest fantasy player of you know all time, and I'm like. Tell me you've only been watching football for a decade. That's what that says. Because if if you do not know, I played in leagues where we literally discussed, in redraft leagues, literally discussed not letting Ladani and Tomlinson be drafted. Okay? So just tell me that that you have only (laughs) been watching football and and digging into stats for the last 10 years. Because that's what it tells me. Because forget Randy Moss. Forget Jerry Rice. And this hits a little bit closer to home for me. A B's best six season stretch does not even compare to Marvin Harrison's best eight season stretch. Marvin Harrison literally had eight straight seasons of a thousand plus yards and ten plus touchdowns. I mean, that is cons- really I yeah. mean, I
2: know he was awesome, but holy shit.
0: From ninety smart. from ninety nine to two thousand and six, he had at least eleven hundred and thirteen yards and at least ten touchdowns, including uh, include. Well, he, here's the touchdown total. When did but,
2: when did Reggie Wayne show up? Do you know just off the top uh, of your head? It had to be in the middle of that, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Reggie Wayne was probably four or five years still, old.
2: Still shitting on him like that. God, what There's a talk.
0: In in the eight in the eight seasons, here was his touchdown totals. Okay. 12, 14, 15, 11, 10, 15, 12, That's 12. Silly. That's just. And silly. people are going to be like, well, you play with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Don't give what a fuck. What the hell do you think Ben Roethlisberger is? <laughs> I'm dumb. Right. Exactly. There goes that argument. I mean, was he, the, was he the level of Peyton Manning? No. No. But but he's a Hall of Famer. And did Antonio Brown play with anybody the level of Reggie Wayne? I mean, I, I might listen a little bit, but he caught Heinz Ward at the back end of his career. Yeah. And, and in fairness, you know, if you want to go the Peyton Manning argument, my counter would be is the NFL was a lot more pass happy when True. when when he was doing this. So you know, I appreciate the the sentiment. I appreciate you finding a, a pocket of stats. He was probably just doing or she because football is life. Could be it's yep. um it's it's gender agnostic. So they could have just been you know farming stats and then like wow, this is a hell of a six year run. But know your history because Devontae Adams has had a hell of a six year run. It's a so, lot so of true. people, so, so it's
2: easy. The, the, make... What what makes those people stand out, though, is that they didn't have a six-year run. They
0: had a 15-year <clears throat> run or a 12-year run. So, And and, and, and again, nothing to take away from uh, Antonio Brown, but just of course. we, we want to take the thing that we've spent most of our lifetime looking at and ignore the past. And that's clearly what we're doing by ignoring Marvin Harrison, ignoring Randy Moss, ignoring Jerry Rice. You know, I would even say Tori Holt. Tori Holt had had a sure. really good – there's a lot of guys going back a lot of years. So, um, Mr. or Mrs., football is life, at football underscore tweets. I, I get where you're coming from, but do you all, all – You yeah, yeah, you got some engagement. So, if you were engagement farming. That's true. Congratulations. A mission accomplished. But uh, that that ain't it, Chief. So, that is good people bad tweets jerry brought to you by our patron now while you were out moving we brought in some uh, some new patrons
2: yeah hey hey let me interrupt you first and foremost inter- so inter- interrupt I, me. You know, I have you know been, been absent which i apologize to the patrons but let me just say colin jones not to quote miley cyrus came in like a fucking wrecking ball my man has been one of the most active people they have ever joined that chat, and I. So I haven't been interacting a time just because I've been busy. But I always am just you know lurking and reading everything and seeing what everybody's saying. Bro's been on fire. Good, good on you. Anyway, sorry, Randy. Take it know, away. I, I love
0: it. I love it when the new patrons, you know, because it, it, it comes down to personality type. Yep. Some people jump in, you know, like like Colin here. He jumped in like like a cannonball. You know, he just jumped in, grabbed both knees. The water was warm. He splashed all the water out of the pool. Yep. Some some people, a little bit more tepid, they come in dipping a toe. But uh, I think that's the greatest part of the patron. I uploaded a new patron podcast Friday night. I'm going to do one. I was going to do one tonight, but thanks to the man of the hour being back in the house, I'm going to do one on Tuesday night. So we'll shift that a couple of days. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I think we have a low-key endorsement about the uh, about the patron. Oh, I didn't have the soundboard up, Jerry. What rude. the hell? I, I blame you, Jerry. You're supposed to That's be the... the you're rude. the technical advice. You're the worst. So <laughs> Am I,
2: that. though? One more time. Though?
0: <laughs> tap, it, tap into the patron. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Check it out. Great group chat. Great people. Uh, and you know what? Some of our great patrons are in the, the chat here on YouTube. You should jump over to YouTube. Read the comments. From tonight's live stream, uh, a couple other wide receivers brought up that you need to go over, comment on. Tell us who was your wide receiver. After you get done checking out the patron, you can go over to YouTube, you can subscribe, and then you can find this video. And go to this video, give us a thumbs up, and tell us a wide receiver that uh, Mr. Football is Life is lacking on, as well as leaving us a five-star, five-star reviews over at Apple and Spotify. Those are all the ways that you can support the Dynasty Warzone grow, and continue to do new and uh, different things. Uh, we're going to do some different formatting this coming fall. Um, I've had no he he's been uh, missing as well. Um, works I think works kicking everybody's ass this year, Jerry. Yeah, it sucks. Screw work. Well, wouldn't you have thought like two years ago during the pandemic, like everybody would have been getting their ass kicked as they were going back to work? Right. I don't know. I don't know if it's like we're just like downrange from all that work, or just it was just crazy, but. Like my work's comp business was way up. You know, you're starting a new job. Kyle's getting, you know, he got, he, I, I've talked to Kyle and I'll share a little bit of our conversation about Kyle. He kind of got like that office space. You ever seen office space? Mm-hmm. You know, how would you feel about having as many as three people <laughs> under you? I, th- I think Kyle got a promotion and, and he's doing a lot of good stuff, but this fall, there's going to be a lot of new, interesting stuff over at the war zone, the show rotation, big things coming. Uh, larger roles and more stuff for our buddies, uh, Dallas, Jesse, Mike, no, Chad, all these guys doing big stuff. So make sure, uh, again, I, I'm going to give this a, a second go around, you know, tell them about it, Crip Mac. No, tap, in you, tap in with the Dynasty Warzone everywhere but where, Jerry? TikTok cuz fuck uh, TikTok. Because fuck TikTok. That's correct. So <laughs> I the- hey, let me
2: uh, another sidebar. I'm going to I'm going to distract you a bunch of times on the show just cuz it's been a couple weeks. Well, this is why happens um, when we don't have a hey, show
0: sheet.
2: Yeah, right. Uh I was I was driving the U-Haul, right? Now I don't know and bumfuck Illinois or Iowa or wherever I'm at, damn near middle of the night. And I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to listen to one of the episodes that I didn't, you know, uh, that I wasn't on. I got I got to hear these these QB takes which you were not very nice to Theo about the two a take which i get it i understand it but um and and you you played that guy and i was fucking dying laughing in the car just me and the me and the the dog in the u-haul dying laughing it was a good episode but every, every time I hear, it, I hear it
0: if you don't know who we're playing he's like an instagram youtube sensation his name is crip mac you know like bloods and the crips mm-hmm. crip mac find him he is uh, he is so good, and uh, you know you don't believe me on hood. So uh, let's get into the body of the show again. Thanks to Theo, you brought him up again. But uh, did you have a couple of QB hot takes? Anything that you wanted to add, subtract before we talk a little running back action?
2: Uh, we actually had a lot of crossover with uh, with that one. I was I was down on Mac Jones. I I mean I like I like Tua i was even i was even a little little spicier than he was um i do not you know, like I, poly i do not
0: like polynesian if you want to say hawaiian whatever i do not right. like polynesian jared goff left-handed but keep going
2: <laughs> no 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 I, so i mean nothing 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 more to build on for the most part it was, <laughs> it, was it was good it was a good show i, I mean
0: i mean I, I understand everybody's excited i for, liked you uh, guys
2: diving into dais mills i think uh
0: Lamar Jackson
2: Lamar Jackson was one of the ones where I thought he could finish his QB1 while everyone is sort of, you know, crapping on him. And you guys talked about it, which I, I – well, we're You guys really dynasty hit all of mine for the most part.
0: We're a dynasty show. I mean, the only way to get value is to zig when everybody else is zagging. Yep. And you're right, and Theo was right. A lot of people are off Lamar right now. And the time to be off Lamar was – I'm just going to put myself over a little pat on the back here was last year when i was fading Lamar uh, i i didn't i didn't like the the feel of things but i think lamar's going to come back I, I love Lamar even more if he doesn't get the contract if he doesn't sign the big extension and he plays on the fifth year option i love talented players you know banking on themselves right you know it, more often than not it works and it works well it's it's not like daniel jones has a has a leg to stand on and i, and I like danny dimes but it's not like he has a leg to stand on to go start trying to renegotiate in an extension. He should just be happy that he's got a J-O-B. But when you have a really talented guy like, like Lamar, I, I love it when they bet on themselves. And I'm excited. I think you're going to see the best Lamar you've ever seen. Um, I wish they would have gotten him more weapons. I, I would have loved to have of seen him. like a Like a Jarvis Landry would have been a great get there. Um, I, I'll tell you, th- this will surprise some people. Um, especially as a Colts fan, I would love T.Y. Hilton to wind up in Baltimore. You wouldn't have to pay him a bunch of bucks no. to, to, to show up, but why do I like T.Y. Hilton? Because that's a very young wide receiving room. You know, Do, do you need T.Y. to take 130 targets in the season? No, you do not. You need him to be that solid veteran pro who can show up, help the young guys, I mean, I would have no problem if the Colts brought him back for that very role, but I'm just thinking of for Lamar, for that hot take. Yeah. Um, I think it would be great for Bateman. I think it would be great for Duvernay, uh, a couple of guys that I liked. And I did do the companion patron podcast uh, on Friday, talking about QBs and and things of that nature. But, uh, Jerry, give us – it's been a while. Give us a Jerry hot take. Give us a Jerry hot take on a running back.
2: Uh, it's going to be one that's not super <coughs> – and it's going to be about cam makers. So, like they like I'm not a person that just hates on cam makers, just to hate on cam makers. Every single season I have been given a reason to continue that hatred and that's why I do. Sort of like um like how you've switched gears on Baker Mayfield, right? The situation has changed. And you are no longer a hater and you're an acquirer of Baker Mayfield. In the case of Cam Akers, I'm still totally a hater. Darn. I still don't well, like I know, Baker, I know I know like what you're in saying, his
0: attitude. Get your head out of your ass and just play ball. Cause I do believe there's talent there. I've said this a hundred times. I do believe there's talented, you know, there's not thirty-two other people on this planet that can play the quarterback position better than Baker. But I think he would move further up that ladder of 32 if he removed said head from said anus. I'm sorry. You were talking about Cam Akers.
2: That's all right. So, you know, when he came in, you know, they traded a third to move up in the third to get Daryl (coughs) Hendricks. I thought he was going to switch and, uh, you know, they were going to share. And Cam Akers had like, I don't know, six, seven hundred yards, whatever. So I was right. You patted yourself on the back. I'll pat myself on the back. Now, where I had the opportunity to be wrong about Cam Akers was last year because there was a real chance that he could have taken that job and left Daryl Henderson to the dust, but he got hurt. So I can't take credit for that because that, I had nothing to do with that. But because of the injury, the Achilles is a very serious injury, extremely skeptical about him going forward. And then he did something that I think was not only detrimental, but it was also amazing. Don't get me wrong. The ability to get back in, in the same season that you ruptured an Achilles, unbelievable job. It will absolutely help future NFL players who have had that injury because they will follow that blueprint. That said, I don't think you were ready to come back because you looked like absolute dog shit. There was nothing about what that man did that suggested he is going to be an elite asset. So as far as my hot take is concerned, I don't think Cam Akers finishes in the top 15 of, of running backs next season.
0: Well, I, I appreciate the spiciness that, that you come out of the gate on. I, I really do. But based on everything I've seen, they're going to give Cam Akers every opportunity to fail. Listen, and and, 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 that, and that's what they them. did in the playoffs, and he obliged all well, of those the, failures. The, the, the difference is, is that what did he have? Did he have something like 18 weeks between the time that he ruptured the Achilles to the time that he came back. Well, totally now, now now he's going to have, I mean, almost double that between the time the season ends and the time the season starts. I, but
2: I, but is he going to be 100%? I,
0: I, I think that you'll see a lot of that in camp, but by the time camp rolls around, it'll be too late. Because if he looks, if that, again, this is the problem that, that gets a lot of people in trouble in – in dynasty, it's it's the last thing that you saw has to be the future. You know, I I went back and I'll use Joe Burrow as an example. Okay. Go back, go go back and look at all of his game log. You know, I think with Joe Burrow, we tend to forget that that Joe Burrow was okay. He was a borderline yep. QB one most of the season. Then all of a sudden, he rips hell out of everybody playoffs. in in weeks in, in the fantasy playoffs, weeks sixteen and seventeen. And we just assume that's what we're going to get every week going forward. Could it be? Yes. Could it be Joe Burrow got better as the season went on? But it, this is what happens when these major injuries, whether it's an ACL and Achilles, whatever. You know, if if you can get some beat reporter, uh, I my burner account on Twitter is that's all that I follow. I follow all 32. NFL teams. I do the same thing with Instagram, and I'm always looking for thumbnails. I want video. I don't mind reading articles. I don't mind reading um, what the beat reporters have to say, but I like getting those little 30-second 30 sec, 30 videos on Instagram, the stories on Instagram flipping through, and I, I like seeing how players looked. Uh, c- can I throw you a low-key one? And I, I'm going to ruin it for Go our patrons, but, but I sent it to our patrons yesterday. Um, there is per the Carolina Panthers and their beat writers and their Instagram, there is a big groundswell for Terrace Marshall right now, by the way, he is getting a lot of run mini camp. He is getting a lot of love from veterans like Christian McCaffrey and the new offensive coordinator. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. He, uh, he was the guy that, um, speaking of classic movies, have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's day off. He looked like like the principal. He was the head coach of the Giants (laughs) when Eli Manning had his best season. And just a little, little, uh, little writer downer, as we used to call those here. Go out and kick tires on Terrace Marshall for a third. Robbie Anderson has hinted at retirement. Robbie Anderson has said that he did not want Baker Mayfield to come to Carolina. And that looks to be a very real possibility. I don't know about you, but if I'm Baker Mayfield and you've been, you know, bad mouthing me and you're talking about retirement, I'm giving those targets to, to Terrace Marshall. So just a low key buy Jerry on the DL. Cause patrons already got that for me. They got that like two days ago in the group chat, but anyway, back to cam makers, this one right here, I could see going either way. It's an if then, but I did say a while back on either this show or the patron that, um, Kyron Williams, rookie out of Notre Dame, who we all liked. I think everybody liked him. Like they liked his film, they liked his game. He he was uh he he was a guy. Now he broke his foot. He should be ready for training camp. But he's a guy who's a cunt hair away from real value and dynasty. And that cunt that hair is, Dar- is 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 there Dar- is Daryl Henderson's hamstring tendons. Right. That that is said cunt hair. So j- just be aware. That Kyron Williams is lurking. I, I want Cam Akers to be a success. Listen, I do too because I like being wrong. For one, I've, but I I, I can see this going either Denver. way.
2: It, my thing is just like what what have we really seen from the man? It, has he really ever been productive? Like I I got I got, I got a stats from his first year. He had he had one game that I'm looking at with over a hundred yards rushing, and he got 29 carries in that game before 21 carries 72 yards i mean he's 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 been meh like he's been yeah and that's not where he's getting drafted and that's just not something i would rather do he's just he's too spicy and it's it has to do with him being like the 103 in rookie drafts and people just never forgetting
0: about it all right. Well, I'm going to hit you with one of mine. Uh, by the way, we were both patting ourselves on the back, and I, I couldn't help but think of this sound bite. Jerry and I out here. I think I'm grandstanding and you're hot dogging. Or am I hot dogging and you're grandstanding? Uh, you're always hot dogging. I am hot dogging. I think you're right. I think that, that, that sounds right. Anyway, my, my, my first take is uh, Dalvin Cook. This is going to be, I'm going to give you something good and something bad. Are you ready? Yeah, okay. All right. This guy is going to come out in this new offense with uh, Nathaniel Hackett, if I remember that correctly, the new head coach. There came over from the Sean McVay tree, basically runs a derivative of that Mike Shanahan offense, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it a million times. But, man, this offense eats running backs have we seen what it's done to running backs in san francisco have we seen what it did to running backs in washington la dalvin cooks a guy who's already been injured a lot in his career now to his credit the last season and a half he's done pretty well he's he's been pretty solid but i mean he's going into year 6 you know, this is going to have, like, a movie running back. This, like, show jumps all over the place. I'll give you I'll give you another thing. Dynasty running backs, and I'm going to give you a movie title to define them. Are you ready? Okay. No country for old men. All right. The running back position in Dynasty is no country for old men. He'll be going into year seven next year. So he's going to give you a really good first eight, nine weeks of the season. And his dynasty value going into twenty twenty three is gonna absolutely plummet. It is going to plummet in dynasty value. And so he's gonna
2: get the uh the little air gun thing that they use in no country for old men. You ever seen that movie?
0: I have. I have okay, it's a
2: good movie. He he's like an assassin and he uses like a like a cattle gun that like kills them. That's yeah. what that's what Dalvin Cook's getting, is what you're saying.
0: Again, he, he's gonna come out like a ball of fire. But I don't think he sustains it. I, I think that the injury monster creeps back into his life. And I just, again, it, it redraft, you're doing best balls. I know a lot of people are doing um, uh, the puppy, underdog. Use my buddy JD and, and Theo's uh, uh, code, the code's district. If you sign up under underdog, use the code district. I'll even hell I'm such a whore. I'll promote someone else's products, but use code district. I have no problem. If you're doing best ball redraft and and taking Dalvin cook, because the upside in that offense is RB one overall in the season, but we're a dynasty base show. And we're going to look back a year from now and and you're going to get maybe 33 cents on the dollar for what you'll get for Dalvin cook. Now, if you're not a legitimate contender, if for some reason you got like a – like I'm, I'm going to get firsts. I'm going to get young guys. I, I am looking to cash out on Dalvin Cook. And that also goes for some of the older running backs that still have name value from that 2017 draft class, whether that's Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, I, I, I still like Joe Mixon well enough. Um, the, the, the miles are low there. It's, but I think, Dal, I think Dalvin – yeah he, yeah, he came into the league at 20. He wasn't even 21 yeah. when he came in the league. So I could see Joe Mixon giving you another good two and a half, three seasons. But I'm getting out from Dalvin Cook, the the injury issues, um, long-term viability. So for me, that's my first hot take thoughts, Jerry. So I actually I, I decided
2: to look at all of the running backs, and I was trying to figure out the ones that I thought would do what I don't think they normally do. And I actually thought Delvin Cook might finish as RB1 this year. But I but it he gets injured every fucking year, right? So you you never combining my take. Yes, so like I'm I'm absolutely, you know, I don't have Delvin Cook. If if I do, it might be one share just just to have him because I don't I'm not a second contract, especially the ass end of the second contract type of guy. But, but- I, I feel like he is going to have a really good team. I feel like Minnesota is going to put it all together. Um, so uh, I, I think I, that offense is going to be great. But I, I'm I think with you. Go
0: ahead. What you meant to say was, and I'm going to take your take and my take, and I'm going to combine them into yep. one final hot take. Are you ready? Yeah. He's going to be on pace for the wide, for the running fair. back one overall, and the bottom is going to fall out. And I hope it doesn't. I, I hope I'm right. wrong. I, I never root for injuries, I but I just – the historical that. track record is there. This offense has a bit of a track record to it itself. He plays on turf. Just, I, I just see the bottom falling out, and I don't want to be left holding the bag. Correct, and and that's
2: the biggest thing because he's going to be twenty seven next year, which means even even if he does <clears throat> finish as RB one, you're going to have a twenty eight year old running back who they could potentially save like I think it's ten or twelve million dollars in cap space by not holding on to him. I, I would guess they give it two years because they re-signed, they gave extension to Kirk Cousins. So I'm guessing that's going to be their window that they're going to try and play. But at the rate he gets injured, at the age he'll be, his value is going to fall off extremely fast it, it, at some point in the near future. So I'm with you. He is absolutely a person that I am, if I have him, I am absolutely praying and hoping that he is a fucking monster because i'm going to get rid of them even if i'm a contender because i will take a few points just to just to not have the value completely tank it's like it's like people that have deandre hopkins right you traded before you traded for deandre hopkins at the beginning of last year and now what are you holding on to right they're like it's bad
0: well next year his uh so currently, in the in the you're talking about, you know, his contract. He'll have two yeah. years left on his contract after this year. Uh, this year, his dead cap number is seventeen point six million. Yeah. Next year, it drops down to six point two, with a potential cap savings of about eight million dollars. I think we're seeing the beginning of the end of Dalvin Cook in yeah, Minnesota, I mean. and and that's why I'm looking to get out. Um, so it's it, it's good. But in dynasty, it's bad. Jerry, give right. me another hot take. Give me another running back hot take for these good people listening to the show.
2: Uh, this one's going to be a group, actually. Um, so we have been absolutely sort of blessed with some young talent when it comes to running backs. We've either had you know sort of superstars or people falling on their face. I don't think any of the rookies will finish as RB one. I I I know that's not super spicy, but when you consider the situation that both Brees Hall and that Kenneth Walker are in with not tons of competition. There's a real chance that if they got the workload, they would get there. I just don't think either of them are. I think this is going to be, it'll be a good class in the long run. I just think there's going to be some growing pains, um, especially because a lot of these guys played a lot during the COVID season in college and they didn't play tons of games. So I'm just, I'm a little worried about the early production, but in the event that that does happen, Randy, scooping baby just scooping them all when the time comes
0: well i this is how you can tell that even though jerry and i have been away from each other the 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 mind meld the the way that we interact with each other on this show has always continued to grow because i'm so glad your second take involved rookies can i tell you why not only do i agree with you i love Brees hall by the way and the reason why I'm so bullish on Brees Hall is because, and to a lesser degree, Kenneth Walker, but we need fresh blood at the running back position. This is like the fourth year in the in a row. I'm 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 honest, and and, and it's a double-edged sword. You've got to have a top ten of running backs, and you just can't put the Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson's, Cam Akers in in that mix because. They've not earned it. And uh, Dalvin Cooks, Alvin Kamaras, Christian McCaffrey's have got to earn that respect. And I think that's where that infighting comes from, from the guys like us who who tend to elevate the Najee Harris's, the DeAndre Swift, the Javante Williams. More on that man later. All but right. that's where we tend to elevate these. But my second take also involves a rookie. Are you ready? Yeah, shoot. He won't be the RB1 overall, but he will be the highest-scoring rookie running back, and that's James Cook. Now, as down as I am on Dalvin,
2: that's I'm, higher, spicy,
0: I'm, Randy. I'm higher than giraffe nuts on, yes, uh, on James. Like Rick James high. Like in a good Christian sort of way high on on James Cook. I, I mean, the more I see him in camp, the more I see the, the way that – this offense wants to use him, and it's not going to surprise me when, and this is a fantasy footballer stat, and I don't remember it, but it was some ungodly, obscene ratio of RB1s are a tied to winning teams. So if you go back and look at RB1s over the last five years across the board, more often than not, those players are on a winning Record roster, is is Brees Hall on a a team projected to do well this year? No, sir. He no no, no no sir. The over under win total per Vegas for the New York Jets is six. That would be a six and eleven season. How about Kenneth Walker? Do you uh, know maybe. what you, do? you know what the Vegas under over is for the Seattle Seahawks? I don't, but
2: I'm guessing they are nearly one of the worst teams in the league.
0: Five and a half, Jer. Five and a half, check, check a local number near you. Do, do you know what the win the win total, the over-under is for the Buffalo football bills? Uh, we'll say about 12 wins. I think it's 12 and a half, if I, if I remember right. correctly. You see where I'm going. You, see, you know they, they used good draft capital on the guy. They wanted to pick up J.D. McKissick for this offense before he's oddly spurned them and returned to the commanders and – and Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz. just weird, but whatevs. Do your thing. Do your thing, yeah. JD. And he
2: didn't he didn't want to drive any U-Haul. That's what he didn't want to do. I, I know his pain.
0: So I I look at a team that spent high draft capital, second round pick. Clearly, the the new offensive coordinator, because Brian Dayball is now the head coach of the Giants. He clearly has a role intended for a pass catching back. the the same people that besmirch the good name of James Cook are the same ones that also besmirch the good name of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. So the barrier to entry to be in the feature back, especially in the passing game for this team, is pretty low bar to clear. So for me, good offense, good quarterback. I, I see a perceived planned role for this guy. What's not like to not like? So for me, I know it's bold. I know it's spicy. But give me James Cook as the number one scoring RB in the class. He will not leapfrog in a dynasty startup. He will not leapfrog Weeks no. Hall next year. But he will leapfrog Kenneth Walker in dynasty value for a startup standpoint this time next year. All the spice, all the heat piggybacking off of your take. What do you think about my James Cook love?
2: Um, I, if it wasn't a hot take show, I would say you have definitely enjoyed some of the drugs that are known to be legal in Michigan, oh, but thought, not I your thought, home state.
0: I um, thought you were going to say, uh, I'd, I'd been hanging out with Rick James.
2: <laughs> well, maybe that too. Um, I mean, It's supposed
0: to be bold, right? Spicy. This, bold? It is. God, it, it is. And,
2: and this is, this is what I will say about it. Would I be shocked? No, because I just, I, I don't see tons of from any of the big 3 coming this year so if he can get 50 catches which is really what he's going to profile as i mean that's going to put him close enough as it is so i i like when when you hear it you're like oh okay randy's fucking insane like i get it but uh, but if you think about it i really you know like i said i don't think any of them are going to be rb1s and if he can get 50 catches that's going to put him at RB 18 ish, no matter what he does. So I'm, I don't, I, I think you're a little crazy, but it's the point of the show. And I don't think it's absolutely <laughs> unfathomable.
0: Well, let me, as you know, I traded with you and we made a pretty good sized trade in one of our leagues together. So I could get the one oh one to get Brees yep. Hall. Cause I believe in the talent yep. long-term, you know yep. what the problem with Brees Hall is. Hmm. The goddamn Jets. It's the goddamn Jets. So that that's why I have uh have James James Cook ahead of him. All right, give me your third and final hot take going into the Dynasty 2022 season.
2: Um so last year when we did this show, I said that I thought Joe Mixon was going to be the RB1 overall. I thought he was finally gonna put it together, and I think he finished his RB two, which is pretty damn good. Uh, I don't think he's going to be an RB1 this year. I think the touchdowns are going to come way down, and I think that passing attack, you know, you talked about Joe Burrow, right? Like, for a large chunk of the season, he was okay. Like, but they started to put it together. It seems like when young explosive offenses really get it going, like, I don't think Cincinnati's going to have the success that they do in the playoffs like they did last year, but I think offensively they are going to start out on absolute fire, And I don't think it's going to be because of Joe Mixon. Now there'll be instances when T Higgins or Jamar chase gets a pass interference call in the end zone and they just give it to the giant guy and he falls forward. But, you know, I think he had 15 touchdowns last year. If memory serves, if that number is like seven, I, I just, I, I can't imagine he gets up there and you know, it seems like he misses two games every single season. He, I don't think he missed two games. Last, I think he played 16 games last year. Um, you know, and he's going to be 26. He's getting older. They don't need to rely on him. Like I, I mean, he's I would say almost certainly the third option on that offense. I just I don't, I don't foresee it. You know, I think everything went right last year. Um, and I got I got lucky. I just happened to pick it that year, but. I think he is going to slip a little bit, and I think you're going to see his value dip pretty tremendously as a result. Because once that downward trend in the age starts to hit, the narrative is is it, not everybody loves him. So I'll probably, when that happens, I'll probably be buying him again next year, and I'm just going to keep roller coastering with Mr. Mixon. So you have you have long been not the biggest fan of Mister Mixon. Uh, how do you feel about that, Randall?
0: Well, as I hear you say it, because, again, we're recording this show live, uh, not our normal prep time to get the show. So I, I'm, I'm taking this in, and I'm sitting here thinking about the Bengals offense. First of all, let, let's start with the overall Bengals, the overall okay. offense of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I, I think that they caught lightning in a bottle last year. We were just talking about over-under win totals for teams like the Jets like the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And I think Cincinnati was like six, six and a half last year. And they caught Baltimore at the right time. Uh, Baltimore, if you just go off the 22 starters, no team in the NFL, just to their starting 22, was more injured than Baltimore. You had Ben Roethlisberger hanging on by uh, a shoestring. And, you know, Baker was hurt. We're not taking any of that into account. I think the Bengals are due for more regression than any team in the NFL. Again, we talked about Joe Burrow. We talked about the last thing that you saw and act like it's never going to, you know, not happen again. And and that's where we tend to get in trouble. And then I'm gonna go to your mix and tape or take, excuse me, is that someone in that offense is bound to disappoint. Someone is going to have to disappoint. I've seen dynasty services with T Higgins in the top 12. That's Which, pretty spicy for me. That, that, that is spicy for me. Now, back in the day, we were talking about Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne earlier. The difference is, is they played in a dome in a pass-first offense. You know, they played in a – I don't remember the division. They were in the East for a while, but the division wasn't this tough. There's a, there's a couple of killers in that division, and I know that Deshaun Watson's got his own problems, but that's a tough division. So I just feel like someone in Cincinnati is bound to disappoint, and Joe Mixon is a, is, a, is an obvious candidate. So um, let, me, no. let me let me let me sure. address
2: something real quick because we got we got chat in the, in here talking about the age because I I acted like twenty six was where they're gonna die. It's not that they're that they're they're bad because they're he's gonna be twenty six. It's the fact that I foresee because he had 16 touchdowns last year. I actually shorted him a little bit and he had never hit double digit touchdowns ever in his career before then. I think he had like five the year before. Um, So if he, you know, regresses to that mean the seven, eight, nine, six, whatever he ends up with, it's going to be a tremendous dip from what he did the year before on top of the fact that he's going to be getting older and the perceptive and Perception and the trade value is you can't recover from age in Dynasty. Now, it creates advantages for players to accumulate him, then, but if you already have him on your team, you will be losing value in that instance. On the leagues that you don't have him, you'll be able to acquire him for a value because he's under contract for several years. So, Joe Mixon is a fine hold. Don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about next year. I don't foresee him repeating the success that he had.
0: I, I, and I do want to take a second because this is the benefit of watching live and commenting on the, the YouTube comments. Ty makes the comments 26. What happened to the cliff being closer to 30? If and this is wide I, receivers, I agree. But... I, 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 I want to clarify what you're saying because, again, we had Theo on last week. He works with Roto Underworld. They've done the work, they've done the research, and that a running back peaks. Well, I think the term Jerry meant was not cliff but peak. We will see his peak season and everything, 27, 28, 29. As he gets closer to 30, we've seen Joe Mixon's best, and it's 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 downhill. Now, is that gradually downhill, like a nice Sunday hike with with the misses, or it's, is it like a bobsled to hell? Yeah, no, you it's, don't, not, it's you, not David Johnson. It's you not don't, a David Johnson. You go, well, it's you hope it's not. It, no. it, it, if someone would have told you about the descent of Todd Gurley, who wasn't even wow. 26, but there were some injury issues and stuff yeah. involved. So um, Joe Mixon, the one thing I will say about Joe Mixon is even though he's 26, is that, you know, my dad used to sell used cars. That probably surprises absolutely no one. But, you know, when you when you work at a, at a used car place or like you're around that environment, what what's like a tagline that you think that you'd see on a used car? Low mileage, low, low mileage, drove, drove by a little old lady. She drove it to the grocery store in church. Low mile. Joe Mixon's a low mileage. He had a suspension in college that kept his miles low. He's had some injury issues and, and things which aren't great, but they were never major injuries like career, like, like Todd Gurley had. So as a 26 year old running back, you could maybe squeeze an extra peak year out of him. But, Jerry, I, I can't blame you for the listen, take. And- listen, 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 listen.
2: I fucking love Joe Mixon. And I think he's an absolute staple of a dynasty asset for you. You do
0: have. love him as your top first, first, yeah, five. Yeah, he's
2: number three. He's number three. But I'm just hurry, saying. Hurry, I'm hurry. Three. Damn it. But, damn I'm it. Just, which, which is spicier than every other human being on the planet. I'm just saying, as far as what his product, I don't foresee him repeating that production. And I'm I'm Jay. That's all. Don't worry. I
0: thought. Well, and love by the him. way, he was RB four. Um, if you go all season, okay. all seventeen games, he was RB four. But in fairness to him, he did not play Week eighteen. Yeah. Cincinnati sat their starters, so he would have been in that three hundred point club. By the way, little side note, I was looking because I was I was just fact checking you. Like I'm like you know Twitter has fact checkers. Mm-hmm. I was doing some fact checking. I didn't want you to get it wrong for the listener. Austin Eckler on the full season last year was the full 17 game scope. He was the RB2. He had 30 less points than Jonathan Taylor and missed a game, whereas Jonathan Taylor played them all. So if he would had gotten his average, Jonathan Taylor would have only outscored him by about 10 points on the season. That's to take nothing away from Jonathan Taylor. Andy, yeah. That just tells you what a monster season Austin Eckler had. Well, let's, let's – and, wrap- and, and, and hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, but, 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 you that. know what I'm going to get, Jerry? Go. I'm going to get a Billy Mays. Remember the, the late Billy Mays? The but wait, there's more. I'm going to get the but wait, there's more sound drop for you.
2: But wait, there's more. To go full circle on your previous take about James Cook receptions like that can boost up somebody's stats to a tremendous amount, which is what happened with Austin Eckler. And that's what can happen with James cook. So maybe you are not as high as I at once assumed Randall final running back take.
0: And I just want to want to add this in Mr. Uh, Mixon coming off a career high in receptions. He had 10 more than his previous high, which was 43. He had 53 last year. So um, more involved in the passing game himself, so mine's super spicy. You, you kind of forced me into using my Billy Mays take earlier than I wanted to. One of our com, one of our listeners in the chat said, "You know that uh, that that James Cook take was super spicy, like Thai food uh-huh. spicy." Uh-huh. But wait, there's more. Javante Williams finishes in the top three at the running back position, and threatens. Jonathan Taylor for 101 in startups this time next year. I know a lot of people are worried about Melvin Gordon. Jerry, ask me about Melvin Gordon.
2: Uh, What about Melvin Gordon, Randy?
0: Melvin Gordon, Josh Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. I don't give a shit about Melvin Gordon. This is Javante Williams' time to shine. He was more involved in the passing game last year. He had 15 more targets and wait for it, 15 more receptions he is the better pass catching back and i know melvin can catch some passes clearly more involved in the passing game again a lot of this is speculative new head coach new offensive coordinator there in buffalo but jerry free agency started on st patrick's day 317 when did the broncos sign melvin gordon when did when did they say holy shit shit melvin gordon's a free agent shit we better go sign Melvin Gordon. When did, when did that conversation happen? When was the shit we got to re-sign Melvin? When was that uh, conversation? It was not early. It was 40 days later. It was, oh, shit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's April 27th. We better go sign Melvin Gordon. There's not really a lot of running backs because apparently the NFL wasn't super high on this rookie running back class either. And they were like, you know what? We'll just go with the bro we know. We'll bring back Melvin. He's 29 years old. Melvin Gordon at this point in his career is a speed bump. He is the speed bump on the uh, the parking lot that is the racetrack that is the Javante Williams season. He is going to melt faces. Again, good offense, good quarterback upgrade, good weapons around him, good offensive line. I know it feels bold. And I know that Marlon Mack was never the pro that is Melvin Gordon. But last year there was those little concerns. Oh, the Colts re-signed Melvin, re-signed Marlon Mack for a one-year deal. And, and Naheem Hines was still there who they paid. And we look for all these little nits to pick about Jonathan Taylor. And what happened? They were left with their proverbial dick in their hand and they had no Jonathan Taylor. You still have a chance. You still have as long as Twitter naysayers continue to try to run this man down with their weird and whack 29-year-old Melvin Gordon takes. Get the hell out of here. Javante Williams, RB3 season overall. I'm I I want to go super spicy and say he's going to supplant Jonathan Taylor, but I just can't because Jonathan Taylor is going to have a monster. I mean, an absolute monster season in the receiving game. You know, like like we just talked about Joe Mixon had a monster receiving year. You know, Carson Wentz was still a little bit mobile. He liked to run around and then occasionally throw the ball left-handed, which is fine if your name's Tua because, well, Tua's left-handed. But it wasn't great for Carson Wentz because, well, he's right-handed. But you know what Matt Ryan doesn't do? He doesn't run. He's as mobile as this bar stool I'm sitting on currently. So Jonathan Taylor is going to get a ton of work. That's why I can't – that because I know what a season Jonathan Taylor is going to have. I can't say he's going to fully supplant Jonathan Taylor for the 101 overall, but he's going to be damn close. Javante Williams, monster season. Lock it in, Jerry. Thoughts?
2: Um, I am fine with you saying he could be RB3 where you get me is challenging of Jonathan Taylor because to think of of what, I know, I know, but even to, to consider because he would have to outperform Jonathan Taylor by a pretty good amount to be in that. So I'm, I think you're absolutely nuts to assume that, but as far as equal, hold on. Let me just say, as far as hype is concerned, If he finishes as RB3, they will be in the equal hype category where everyone does not shut the fuck up about either one of them ever.
0: So, Listen,
2: I have been a person – I'm going to keep interrupting you because you haven't heard me in three weeks. This is how (laughs) this is playing out. But, you know, I have not been the biggest supporter of Javante Williams as a rookie. But what I am also not going to do is be a fool and assume Melvin Gordon is going to stand in his way. Melvin Gordon will be a pain in your ass, probably three times next season. There, the, you know, he's going to have a long run, or he'll vulture two touchdowns, or something, and it's he's just going to piss you off. The... Yeah, yeah. Like it, there's going to be times when you're going to have Javante Williams and you're going to lose a matchup because Melvin Gordon's a dickhead. You know, fantasy speaking. I'm, I'm with you in that I think he will be sort of like what DeAndre Swift was like going into this past year, like where he's going to be the hype guy and he's going to get drafted super early and all that. This is where I can get behind somebody like Javante Williams, who I wasn't a huge fan of, as opposed to Cam Akers, because Javante Williams has shown me things. Javante Williams has shown that he can play in this league and he can be great, and that was as a rookie. So I I assume that he is going to grow. And I think when they signed Melvin Gordon was a great point because it was not a necessity. It was one of those last things where they were like, you know, just flipping through, looking at the the depth chart. And they're like, okay, we need somebody. And they're like, well, we have Melvin Gordon's cell phone number still. You want to just text him real quick? They're like, oh, okay. You know, boop, boop, boop. You know what he is? He's – He's like the, you know, we we like to talk about the the ugly, the ugly, uh, not significant other, but uh, person of pleasure at the end of the night at the bar. You know, you you've missed on you know some some of the ones you were trying for, and you're stuck with the last one, and you're like, you know what? Let's do that. That's what Melvin
0: Gordon is. So, I don't... Melvin Melvin Gordon is the quintessential guy. If you're a Javante Williams truther like me. He's exactly who you want. Correct. He's a crusty, dusty, 29-year-old veteran, okay, that held yep. this kid. They, they had an exact number of 203 uh, rush attempts each last year. He could barely hold this kid off of a 50% snap share last year. I know what I'm saying when I, I talk about Jonathan Tender because he's the king, right? Yeah, of course. I, I'm. I understand. I'm coming Omar. at the king. I, I bet. I best not miss. But he is perfect. You know. If, if you, I, I would be much more concerned if they would have drafted Rashad White. Of course. I would have been much more concerned if they said we don't need Melvin. We're going to draft Zamir White. If, if they would have brought in someone younger, more dynamic from the, this rookie class, crusty, dusty, twenty-nine-year-old Melvin Gordon is the absolute. The term I've heard used before on other podcasts is meat shield. Melvin Gordon is the perfect meat shield to insulate the value of of my man, Javante Williams. Just enough name cachet to get the haters of Javante Williams. People who just want to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. You know, oh, Melvin Gordon. Dude, two years ago, you hated Melvin Gordon. Now, all of a sudden, he's the barrier to entry for Javante Williams. Get the hell out of here, Jerry. Speaking of getting the hell out of here, that's what we're getting ready to do. Yes, sir. But uh, what, what other what other things do you want to impart on this audience after your two-week hiatus?
2: You know what? I did a, a lot of good ranting early on in this one. Uh, we swore a lot in this one, but I needed it. I needed to, I needed to get some regularity. And uh, it was a good conversation. This was good. And just the other thing, let's just keep talking about Javante Williams for a little bit. Because, wait, there's more. Um. You know, I think the signing of Melvin Gordon makes it even better, like you said, because they are so much less likely now, if Javante Williams shows something, which it seems like they are because they signed an old-ass man, to draft someone earlier next year either. So, like, you're very likely to end up with a a fourth or a fifth round running back drafted next year. And do you think he's going to supplant Javante Williams? No, you do not. So he's going to be secure in his value as his... As his role grows,
0: it's exactly what you want. And, th- and as, this coming
2: a, from someone that was worried about him.
0: As a Jonathan Taylor GM fan, should I be worried about Phillip Lindsay? No, I mean, the Colts not, brought him that's in. Perfect. I mean, there's always going to be someone there to help lift that burden. You know, if if you love, again, we talked about how the the running back cliff comes up quickly on these guys. Yep. If you have JT, if you have Javante Williams, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, any of these guys, you want someone to come in and take some of that burden. That that carry on the on the thirty three yard line, three yards and a cloud of dust. I don't want that to be Javante Williams. Give <laughs> exactly. That, give that three yards and a cloud of dust to Melvin Gordon. Cool, bro. Cool. Yeah.
2: But some you know, sometimes he'll take it thirty three yards for a touchdown. No, and that'll no, and that'll no. piss you off. He
0: used to. He used to. Well, well yeah, the, the, the the three yards and a cloud of he, dust that'll he, piss I, you not, off.
2: Not, you know what I'm
0: saying though. Right. The, the the three yards that'll piss you off will be the three yards when it's on the three when it's, yeah. when it's third and goal and and they're rushing the ball from the three yard line, Jerry. That that would be those would be the carries that that piss me off. But I, I just don't think he's dynamic anymore. I don't think. I think he's a squirrely veteran. He's firmly got his place in the uh in the the Broncos team. I'm fine with it. But Jerry, those are my hot takes. Next week wide receivers. But because we're recording this live on YouTube on a Sunday, 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 you have an extra two days to prepare. And if you'd been subscribed over at YouTube, you could have heard this podcast two days early, Jerry. Three yeah, days technically. Yeah. And you uh, could two have seen days Me,
2: you could when you you got to work on your calendar skills. And you could have seen me sitting on my floor with a laptop. Really missing now, out on these opportunities. Will you have
0: the studio back together by this time next week?
2: I should. So my uh, – here, we'll just keep it. That's talking, a maybe. That, you're, that, you're that. That's a firm maybe. Well, it depends. It dep- it dep- it's because I don't know yet. Because my mother-in-law came with us. She's helping mm. us move. She's been wonderful. Been absolutely great helping us out. But she's staying in what is going to be the office or what, uh, what I've the been The studio. Doing. The, 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 lab as the champions, kids say the chamber of champions is uh, what the kids are saying about it.
0: Oh, uh, you know? uh, uh, I love, I love, it. So, I love the, so the it. So
2: depending, depending if uh, she is still here or not, will it be set up?
0: Well, well listen, Jerry has moved not across the country, but uh, eight, eight miles, eight mile where Jerry used to live to Ames, Iowa is not as close as you may think. And and so, you know what? This man's been on the road, behind the wheel, uh, part-time truck driver, driving a U-Haul, driving it like a sumbitch. Not not good at it either. Absolutely not. But you know what you could do to help Jerry out? You could go to YouTube. You could like this video, and you could leave in the comments, God bless the working man. God bless Jerry. God bless the working man. God bless the good husband out there. You could go back to our previous comment, good people, bad tweets. You could leave. Who was a wide receiver that had a run as good as or better than the six-year run of Antonio Brown? You could like you could like the video, get thumbs up, you could subscribe to the channel. These are all things, things that help the show. You could go to Apple, you go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, tell them how how handsome Jerry looked. I guess if you're on iTunes, how handsome Jerry sounded. On the podcast, how glad you were that he's back! Five star reviews help. Spotify—I've used Spotify more. Um, not not a not a bad not a bad format. Spotify, so you can leave us a review over there. Um, premium content over at Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and uh, Hate Brand Goods—they continue to support the show. Um, you can go over to their app. You can just go to the App Store, put in HVIII. You'll find the app Google Play, iTunes. Um, you pull that dude up, and you can check it out. If you see anything you like, you could use the promo code Memphis. These are all things you know, five star reviews, but especially five star reviews in the YouTube. Those would put a big smile on Jerry's face. That's true. Very that is true. That is true, Jerry. What do you want these people to know before we let them get out of here?
2: Listen, there's actually another miracle that has occurred, and I just realized it. Uh, I didn't realize my dog was actually sleeping on the bed next to me. I am surprised she did not freak out at any point while i started yelling or anything usually she's uh one to bother me to go take a poop but she's just chilling
0: aren't you lace
2: yeah she's done she don't care about me anymore
0: what well what, what, i don't know that, that that she doesn't care it's just that she's tired jerry it's the end of the day and listen and, uh, she didn't she did not like the u-haul either she did not do uh, well in it dude like you know here's the funny thing like people like to rv i mean we can segue this show for as long as you want people mm. like to rv my, my wife and son and I, a few years ago, we did an RV trip to Yellowstone from Indianapolis to Yellowstone. It was like like yeah. a three-day drive, then three days back. And, and driving an RV is just like driving a U-Haul, but it has a toilet in the back. <laughs> That's the only difference between, it may, maybe a nice kitchenette. Right. But driving a U-Haul is not easy. Um, if you're watching on YouTube in the upper uh, right-hand corner of the feed, You'll see the uh, the DWZ Top Gun logo, Top Gun inspired uh, TM Circle C. I, I, I don't want uh, the fine folks at Paramount asking any questions, but um, you know we inherited this show with a military theme from our days back in the day at the uh, Dynasty Football Factory, and that was one of the things that that Jerry and I wanted to change. You see that DWZ and you see that beautiful winged logo. I think you, you know where it came from. I, I give I give Top Gun two thumbs up. If you're listening on Sunday or watching on YouTube, everyone who commented, thank you so much for your support. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there, all the uncles, cousins, brother-in-laws, everybody who steps up and plays that role. Just um, have a day. Have a cold one. Have a beer. And, uh, I, the, the real gift for me was getting to spend an hour plus with my, with my good friend, Jerry Sinclair. My man. Uh, that, that was a gift. It was uh, the text said, Hey, can you record tonight? I'm like, you're goddamn right. We can record tonight." i get to hang out with. So, so wait a second. My options are, I can record on Tuesday, find a guest, explain to them the concept of the show, what we're trying to do, or I get to see my podcast boo for an hour and a half plus i'm like sign me up sunday night um also happy juneteenth um great new federal holiday don't want to we'd be remiss if we didn't bring that up uh, i i hope you're honoring and celebrating that great holiday as well but anyway on behalf of that man he is the man of the hour the man with the power jerry sinclair follow him on twitter at jerry dwz you can follow me at dwz memphis you can follow the show at Dynasty Warzone everywhere, but where, Jerry? TikTok. Why, Randy? Because fuck TikTok. That's why. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys later. Remember, at the Dynasty Warzone. We're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a great week.
1: Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start, and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014. So now. Give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is, and um, that's apparel company I started then, and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it
2: start more with you
1: writing something first? Like, yeah, you, like yeah. uh, was it like an ebook or something that you put out? Or yeah, it's uh it's a book, and then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in twenty ten of uh how to train for the highland games called training lab and one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called the hate and this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about um just with athletes that we admired and it was these guys that just you know still on top still still willing to do the work to get better that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and mm-hmm. not about what had to do with anyone else so they didn't
2: hate other people
1: you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 a.m and it's yo that dude hates himself more than me that guy's willing to put in the work he's willing to do it and so from that point on it was about like i'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me but i'm not willing to be outworked when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing